0: Welcome once again to Lato's Law. Here's Steve Lato. Nathan pointed out to me a story in NPR about people messing with those autonomous cars on the West Coast. Armed with traffic cones, protesters are immobilizing driverless cars. And Dara Kerr wrote this, and she describes a situation where a couple of people dressed in dark colors and wearing masks, running onto a busy street in San Francisco and one of them's got a big orange traffic cone, the plastic cones they put on the road or you know, they sprint towards a driverless car and they set the cone on the hood. And when they do that, the vehicle's lights burst on and start flashing orange and then the car stops. So apparently, they've discovered that if you put a plastic traffic cone on the hood of a car that is like this, that the car will stop because it's detected something that shouldn't be there and it's not quite sure what it is. And as of right then, that car will just sit there until somebody else comes by and takes that cone off. So if you encounter a driverless car in traffic and it's sitting there blinking and honking, and it's got a cone on its hood, it's going to continue to do that until somebody removes the cone. So one of them says, uh, all right, it looks good. Let's get out of here. And they hop on e-bikes and they pedal off. So apparently all it takes to render the technology-packed self-driving cars inoperable is traffic cones. If all goes according to plan, it will stay there until someone comes and removes the cone. And it's an anonymous activist group called Safe Street Rebel, responsible for the so-called coning incidents and dozens of others over the past few months. The group's goal is to incapacitate the driverless cars roaming San Francisco as a protest against the city being used as a testing ground for the emerging technology. At least that's what they say it is. Over the past couple of years, driverless cars have become ubiquitous throughout San Francisco. Began with human safety drivers who were on board, who were there to make sure everything ran okay. And then many cars started operating with no people at all. They're mostly run by Cruise, which is owned by GM and Waymo, which is owned by Google, parent company Alphabet. Both companies have poured billions of dollars into developing these autonomous vehicles. Neither Cruise nor Waymo responded to questions about why the cars can be disabled by traffic cones. And I'm sure that they're going to figure out a way around this pretty quickly. But then the question is, what else could do it? Waymo says it has a permit for 250 cars, but there's only about 100 on the road at any given time. Cruise says it runs 100 in San Francisco during the day and 300 at night. The DMV made Cruz cut the number in half after one of its cars collided with a fire truck last week. And we've mentioned this before that a lot of these driverless cars or self-driving technology situations are really really good in laboratory settings. They're really really good under ideal conditions in the wild. However, when things get wonky is where they appear to get confused. And don't get me wrong, human drivers get confused too. I've been someplace before where I was driving through a construction zone And I got to a spot where it was impossible to figure out what you're supposed to do. And there's nobody there. The signs conflict or there aren't signs at all. And you can't tell, can I turn here? Can I not turn here? And so if it confuses a human, you can imagine it's going to confuse a driverless car. Earlier this month, the California Public Utilities Commission voted three to one to let the two companies run their vehicles at all hours of the day picking up passengers like taxis. The lead-up to the commission's vote prompted the Safe Street Rebel group to start coning, as they call it. Members have long used street theater shenanigans to gain attention in their fight against cars and to promote public transportation. Coning driverless cars fits in line with a long history of protests against the impact of the tech industry in San Francisco. Throughout the years, activists have blockaded Google's private commuter buses from picking up employees in the city. And when scooter companies flooded the sidewalks with electric scooters, people threw them into San Francisco Bay. Are those electric scooters still a thing? (laughs) I'm just asking, because I've gone downtown Detroit a few times recently. And I remember going downtown and seeing the scooters everywhere, just littered about the sidewalks. And apparently people would just use them and dump them, or, I don't know, drag them along and dump them. But I'd I'd see them in the weirdest places. And of course, I think they've determined that it's still worth trying to do that, even if the scooters can be picked up and dragged around like that. But I know at one point, there were three or four different scooter companies all competing with each other. And you wouldn't think they could all make money. And I rarely, in my last few visits downtown, have seen anybody actually riding on one of these scooters. Now, I think... I remember being in the Free Press Marathon a couple years ago. This is probably three or four years ago. And I was running along very, very slowly, and somebody's on a scooter on the sidewalk going the same direction. And for a brief moment in time, I envied them. <laughs> a brief moment in time. Then there was the burning of Lime scooters in front of a Google bus, says the assistant professor at American University who studied protests. Uh, and yet that would appear to be um, kind of like the intersection you have the burning of the lime scooters in front of a Google bus. She points out that when tech companies test their products in the city, residents don't have much say. There's been various iterations of this where it's like, oh, yep, let's try that out in San Francisco again, with very little input from anyone who lives there. So again, it'd be perceived as we become your guinea pigs. We're living in your experiment. That gets to the crux of Safe Street Rebels protest. The group agreed to speak to NPR but they demanded anonymity because they're not sure if what they're doing is illegal. We thought that putting cones on these cars was funny, could captivate people. One of these self-driving cars with billions of dollars of venture capital just being disabled by a common traffic cone. But there is a serious side to some of this. i got to point out, Safe Street Rebel has cataloged hundreds of near misses and mistakes with Cruise and Waymo vehicles over the past few months, not counting the traffic cones. Cars running red lights, uh, rear-ending buses, blocking crosswalks and paths, uh, bike paths. In one incident, dozens of confused cars congregated in a residential cul-de-sac, clogging the street. In another, a Waymo ran over and killed a dog. And don't get me wrong, I love dogs, but the question, of course, is did the dog dart out into the street in front of the car or was there actually a chance for the car to stop um, because sadly, uh, I've heard of and seen dogs getting hit by cars where the driver couldn't have helped it. So a driverless car can't be expected to avoid things that a human couldn't avoid. But the real point here is these people are, a small group of them, disabling these cars by throwing traffic cones on them. And somebody's bound to ask and say, Steve, they're not damaging anything. That can't be against the law. Well, to... Be against the law doesn't require that there be physical damage to something, right? And so if you mess with something, I'm going to break this down to its most basic elements. If you mess with something, even without damaging it, you can be breaking the law. So for instance, you go on someone's property without their permission, that's trespassing. I didn't break anything. Doesn't matter. You're there, okay? And uh, you, you come along and someone's messing with your stuff. Didn't break anything. Why are you messing with my stuff? And so somebody, if they wanted to, could make the argument and say, well, when you guys run up and throw the cone on the hood of the car, you are, in essence, messing with their stuff and causing it to malfunction in a way that creates a hazard. So the hazard is not caused by the car stopping in traffic. It's caused by you stopping the car in traffic. So if the car can get in trouble for that or the owners of it, then likewise, so could you. And... You know, so I'm not going to get into what the various fine legal details would be in California, but I can see somebody saying, well, you know, the car was driving along just fine, and somebody threw a traffic cone on it with the specific intent of disabling the car, and they did disable the car, albeit temporarily, and albeit something that's easy to fix, but when they disabled the car, they caused some harm, and that's the key. So when you look at somebody doing something, you have to ask yourself, did it, harm anybody or did it harm anything and quite often you harm something it's owned by somebody else you're harming that person at least financially so if this company is forced to send out a technician to go find out what the problem is the technician goes oh it's just this stupid cone and you remove the cone you don't say well gee steve the cost of fixing that was zero because the guy just had to remove the cone no 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 technician had to go out there and do it and then come back that's tying up a person doing that work so I'm not saying these people are all going to go to prison for life. (laughs) I'm merely pointing out that if they had asked anybody, technically speaking, are we doing anything illegal here, there's a good chance they are. Of course, many people in history have had protests, that they protested something, and what they're protesting was righteous. And so even if they got in trouble for protesting, they go, well, you know something? I regret that I have but one cone to throw. You know, so (laughs) I'm paraphrasing. Some people would go, I don't care. It's worth it. Risk reward, all that stuff. So I understand that, but I'm simply pointing out that technically speaking, technically speaking, somebody could get in trouble for this. But it's more they're drawing attention to the fact that these driverless cars are out there and you have to wonder, I guess, if it can be disabled by a cone on the hood. <laughs> then should we really have them out there when they're also doing things like hitting buses and fire trucks and running over dogs? So there you go. Nathan, thanks for sending it from NPR. Derek Kerr wrote that, armed with traffic cones, protesters are immobilizing driverless cars. Questions, comments, put them below. Let's talk to you later. Bye-bye. Thank you for watching Leto's Law. It is a miracle that curiosity survives formal education.